Welcome to the American Shoulder and Elbow Surgeons Podcast. I am Peter Chalmers, a shoulder and elbow surgeon at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, and I'm joined today by my co-host Rachel Frank, a sports and shoulder surgeon at the University of Colorado in Denver. Rachel, how are you? Doing well, Peter. Thanks uh, for being here and having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Before we get any further, I should first mention that the views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the American Shoulder and Elbow Surgeon Society, the University of Utah, the University of Colorado, the Kaiser Permanente Health System, or the Rothman Orthopedic Institute. Today, we have the supreme good fortune to be joined by a special guest, Dr. Joseph Abood and Dr. Ron Navarro, member chairs of the American Shoulder and Elbow Surgeon Society. Dr. Boot is well known to many members of the SES, but to those of you who aren't as aware, I'll briefly introduce him. After completing his medical degree at Georgetown, Dr. Boot joined the University of Pennsylvania, where he completed his residency, a research fellowship, a shoulder and elbow fellowship, and where he also began his clinical practice. After seven years of practice, he then joined the faculty at the Rothman Orthopedic Institute at Thomas Jefferson University, where he's currently a professor and also the senior vice president of clinical affairs. He's also a member of many committees there. His contributions to research are two rooms to mention with over 100 citations on PubMed and a near award that he was given in 2018. I'll take this opportunity to introduce our other guest, Dr. Navarro, who needs no introduction, but I'll certainly do my best here for our podcast listeners. Dr. Navarro is a world-renowned expert in shoulder surgery and sports medicine at the Kaiser Permanente System, uh, healthcare system in Harbor City, California. After completing medical school at the University of Illinois College of Medicine, he then completed his orthopedic residency back in LA at the Harbor UCLA Medical Center and took some time out to do some orthopedic research and then spent a year at the prestigious University of Pittsburgh for his sports medicine and shoulder surgery fellowship. Dr. Navarro is an accomplished surgeon, team physician, researcher, and leader, and serves on the board of directors for both the AAOS as well as the California Orthopedic Association. And in addition to his clinical responsibilities at Kaiser, he serves as the Regional Chief of Orthopedic Surgery in the Southern California region. He takes pride in serving his community and perhaps what is most commendable and can't be identified on a CV or resume is his influence locally in California and in addition to his presence um, around the world and around the country. So doctors, thank you so much for being here and welcome to our podcast. Honored to be here, thank you for the invitation. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Wonderful. We'd like to take this opportunity with our second episode of this ASES podcast to talk about ASES membership and advancement. First, let's talk about why membership is important. So, Dr. Boot, we'll start with you. How has your involvement with ASES enriched your career? Well, um, I could probably complete the entire podcast for you with, with just the answer for that. Um, really, uh, as I completed my training and thought about sort of the next sort of tier of um, professional advancement and something I wanted to achieve, ASES membership was number one on my list. Um, as a uh, shoulder and elbow fellow, uh, clearly was very motivated to be clinically and academically productive. And uh, We'll talk about the changes that society's undergone, but at the time it was very challenging to get into the society. It was a tremendous honor. It continues to be a tremendous honor to be in the society. So we're very hard to try to sort of <clears throat> hit some of the um, guidelines or, or benchmarks that you had to meet to try to apply for the society. I was fortunate enough um, to uh, apply for and receive the traveling fellowship uh, the European Traveling Fellowship for ASES, and um, <clears throat> then became a member 
uh, in 2009 uh, and advanced to an associate member, uh, sorry, to an active member, I believe uh, 2011, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been a <clears throat> tremendous society for me. I think we all, um, at least most of us, end up choosing one society that's sort of our focus in our career. Uh, as far as the uh, academic society we belong to, contribute a lot of our time to, we try to dedicate it for our enrichment and for future generations to um, develop their career uh, and professional skill sets. So it's provided me tremendous uh, opportunity. Uh, the people I've met are truly the rock stars of, of, of uh, shoulder and elbow surgery. Um, I can remember uh, <clears throat> my first meeting and meeting um, the individuals in the room and just being in awe of, of who they were and what they've accomplished and hope to someday um, uh, be able to get close to anything they've done in their career. Dr. Boo, you mentioned the, the ASCS meeting, the annual meeting, certainly a focal point for the society. Dr. Navarro, do you have any favorite memories from ASCS meetings past? Yeah, thanks, guys, for having us again. Uh, I'd have to say my first closed meeting, as it was called back then, as an associate member, it was in the amazing Pinehurst, North Carolina region. I appreciated every day in the meeting room that had, as, as Joe was alluding to, about 200, 200 plus of the most influential American shoulder and elbow surgeons. I, I kind of killed it that meeting in terms of uh, what, what I got accepted. I had an original research podium presentation, an e-poster, and Mark Frankel invited me to be a part of a symposium on shoulder arthroplasty infection where I looked at, uh, helped to look at the cost of an infection. Uh, the setting was amazing. The honor of being part of this great group was palpable up to me every minute I was there and my wife was able to attend with me. You know, I'm really happy we're increasing the overall membership with new categories, and I'm really proud to know I got in when it was so limited. You know, if that makes any sense to you, it was a big honor for me. Oh, that's wonderful, and thank you for sharing that. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's incredible to think about how prestigious the society um, is and the exclusiveness of getting in. I think that that brings us um, to the perfect, you know, theme for this podcast in terms of talking about membership and candidate membership. Dr. Boone, what do you think is the most important thing for younger candidate members to know about ASCS, um, especially now as I think more of us are becoming focused on specific joints, in particular shoulder, and want to become more involved in this society? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the premier shoulder and elbow society in the world. I think nationally and internationally, people aspire uh, to listen to the people presenting at that meeting, to learn from them to be able to have coffee, lunch, meet with them, um, listen to the nuances of some of their level five experiences. Um, and, and so, um, you know, the, the society has so much to, to offer. And, and so when, um, I guess when, when, when I'm, I'm looking at as a young uh, individual finishing my fellowship and now we have a, you know, a fellowship uh, a track uh, membership as well and becoming a candidate member, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm in their shoes, take advantage of every opportunity, attend, get involved, um, <clears throat> sort of, you know, uh, try to meet people, say yes to things, um, you know, 
have your if your mentors if you happen to have uh, mentors uh, obviously that, that can help you have them introduce you to other people uh, reach out a lot of people are, are most people I would say by and large the entire society is very approachable and are, are more than happy to get you in, involved in things whether it be a reviewer uh, for JSES or um, developing and working with a mentor in the society, um, getting involved in committees. Um, the way you get involved is by getting involved. There's no secret sauce. It really is just uh, wanting to be there, making time for it. Uh, we all have commitments. Um, you have to pick what you want to spend your time at. Um, we all have choices. We all have families. We all have other things we could be doing. We have clinical practices. But to me, um, I've never missed an ASES meeting, um, either the annual or, or special day. Um, I've tried to attend the entire time. Uh, that's a sort of a mark on my calendar, one or two years ahead of time. Um, and again, as you spend more time and show your uh, genuine nature and interest in the society and commitment um, on behalf uh, of the society, People get you involved. And so I remember um, being just blown away when Buddy Savoie, who was president several years ago, asked me to be uh, program chair for the annual meeting. Um, I believe it was three years ago. And they usually ask you two to three years before. And I was just so deeply honored and just kind of nervous and um, just uh, <clears throat> taken back by it. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think, you know, People, as they sort of mature in their membership, recognize the junior members who are going to contribute and work hard and maintain sort of the um, <clears throat> sort of the legacy of the society, and they're going to ask them to get more involved. And so you can get as involved as you want. So that's that's a nice segue to when you mentioned the kind of membership levels. Dr. Mark, can you tell us a little bit about the membership structure within the USCS and the benefits or the the, the pluses that come at each level and what it means to be at each level? Sure. We as a membership committee, uh, re at the, recently at the direction of the presidential line and the executive committee and the leadership of Dr. Abood as membership committee chair, we're the first iteration of the committee to matriculate fellow members into our ranks. So that's the newest membership level. And we essentially did two classes of fellows. Those are fellows in the shoulder and elbow sports fellowships this year. And then we also took on the ability to uh, um, bring ones in who, who will be in fellowships next year. So so for next year's work, it'd only be the ones coming in the following year. But we did two classes, and Dr. Cordasco, our current president, he really helped us and uh, and and made this designation to come to fruition. And it allows very young surgeons to become uh, uh, initiated and in, in, involved in and participate in our society. And so next, you know, uh, what these podcasts, I think, ideally are for the next can the candidate membership is an opportunity for the fellow members as their membership otherwise terminates at the end of fellowship or for other interested shoulder and elbow surgeons who didn't get in during the fellowship year to apply and begin to participate in the ASCS via academic internal committee and advocacy pursuits for a maximal term of five years. 
Next is the associate membership, and uh, it's the lead up to becoming an active member. And this time, which can only begin five years after the fellowship is ended, more involvement in the organization is encouraged to help achieve active membership. Active membership is the most you know honored level of membership, and it's uh, the culmination of years of involvement, service, and academic pursuits. So to kind of give you a summary of the benefits, uh, uh, of course, the benefits of, of each of the levels can be summarized as a sense of camaraderie with like-minded orthopedic shoulder and elbow subspecialty surgeons to advance shoulder and elbow care via meetings and committee structure. Uh, discounts to our, our meetings and the ability to, to view past annual meeting presentations as well as opportunities for involvement in patient-reported outcomes measurement systems and numerous other benefits are available. Um, Joe, do you have anything to add? Um, you know, as an active member, you, you obviously become a, a voting member. So that's the biggest, I think, differentiator between an associate and active as a voting member. Uh, when people are nominated um, uh, for uh, either the presidential line or, or membership, the, mem the active members vote on that or if there's changes in bylaws. So. Uh, you get to uh, affect uh, change more directly. Um, and so <clears throat> we really want to, and, and several key leaders, including Dr. Mori, who you interviewed in your first podcast, were um, very uh, influential in opening up the ASES society. Um, <clears throat> I think ASES recognized the fact that while uh, it was very exclusive and had a great brain trust, it was losing touch with some of its younger members <clears throat> that wanted to get involved and didn't have any avenue in the shoulder elbow, uh, purely shoulder elbow field. And so uh, that's why we've uh, wanted to make sure that we get the young, bright minds <clears throat> that are uh, fellows and, and candidate members uh, involved and mentored and then um, have the opportunity to move up the ranks. Uh, it is a five-year term as a candidate member we do want you to demonstrate really probably two really important things, uh, attendance at meetings. So if you're a candidate member, um, we do look strictly uh, very, very strongly at attendance at the annual and or um, specialty day meeting. We do look uh, strongly at your participation in being a reviewer uh, for JSES uh, because anyone uh, can do that, whether they're in an academic or private practice. Um, and so while academics are encouraged, it's, it's not a, uh, as hard of a criteria um, for associate uh, um, uh, promotion. Uh, at the time you become associate and we look for you to become an active member, one of the things we have wanted to sort of preserve is the commitment to shoulder elbow uh, surgery and, and everything that kind of comes with that, including some of the academics. Uh, and so we've we've kind of went back to the a um, little bit in the old point structure that we used to utilize um, about five years ago, and, and looking at the promotion from associate to active. But those are the things that I would add, Ron. So you mentioned a couple of different um, criteria you use. You mentioned the annual meeting. And you mentioned reviewing for GSES. What are some of the other criteria that your committee looks like look looks at to to decide whether members can advance within the structure? Um, I mean, again, I think that if you're uh, teaching at uh, orthopedic learning centers, 
at ICLs, presenting at the Academy, uh, presenting at Specialty Day, um, submitting and presenting uh, at the annual uh, ASCS meeting, um, <clears throat> International Congress of Shoulder Elbow Surgery. If you were um, active in, in um, well-known national, international uh, shoulder meetings, um, if uh, you're involved in education, uh, whether it be your residents or fellows, um, uh, one of the new things that we're going to um, potentially roll out next year uh, has been recently discussed at the executive level and uh, I believe tentatively approved, but don't quote me on this, I guess, but I'll say it, um, advocacy um, uh, involvement um, <clears throat> to help promote and preserve our profession uh, is also important. So there are various ways to get points, not all academic, uh, many of which can be private, uh, practice, but dedication to attendance at the annual meeting, uh, especially day, is really very important. And, and a presidential line has specifically said that there really, I mean, not everyone has access to a research lab or uh, a ton of residents or fellows, but everyone can attend a meeting at least uh, a reasonable number of times over a five-year period. Um, and everyone should be able to do a minimum of four uh, JSES reviews a year, and we've purposely looked at those that point structure made it lenient because, again, we, we don't want to exclude people that can contribute in various ways, not just the traditional um, ways in the past. Joe said it really well, and I just want to add, you know, a small thing. You know, we're considering uh, and we look at people who geographically, uh, regionally are uh, leaders in shoulder and elbow care just because of reputationally they've done good work over time and everybody in the community knows that they're contributing and caring well for uh, um, the members of the community. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they have published their results on their care, but they have great reputation. So that goes a long way too. That's great, you know, great advice for both you know, um, surgeons that are in private practice, but also in academic models. You know, I, I think a lot of us um, go through residency and fellowship and we're able to get latch on to research projects or come up with their original ideas and, and contribute to meetings and, and the society in that way. And that obviously becomes more difficult with surgeons in private practice. Um, so I think the advice that you just gave for, for especially those surgeons listening out here to the podcast is really helpful with attending the meetings and making sure to contribute to the journal by reviewing. Um, Dr. Bood, do you think, is there any additional advice you'd give to young members or when you have fellows and, and residents interested in shoulder and elbow surgery, you know, what do you advise them to do early on besides attending the meetings for them to, um, to help advance and become members, of course, but then advance within the society? Are there any things that you specifically give to your fellows or your residents as words of advice on this? I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, my fellows will tell you a lot of things I tell them. Um, so, but, you know, um, my, my perspective is, you know, obviously if you're doing a fellowship of shoulder elbow surgery, not only do you want to learn some of the technical skills and be involved in, in some of the academic endeavors of your mentor, you want your mentor to help open some doors for you uh, that are otherwise are, are difficult uh, introductions. And so, you know, um, meeting um, the people of the ASCS is something that your mentors can help bridge for you. And and I always say that <clears throat> I was very fortunate to train under Jerry Williams and Matt Ramsey. 
Jerry Williams, obviously, everyone knows, has gone on to be ASES president and academy president. Now, I did my fellowship. Uh, he was uh, in his mid-40s, and he was neither. But he was a very talented uh, surgeon and an academician and well-respected already. And, you know, I always say to the fellows, I have to do my job and you have to do yours. And those jobs are not just <clears throat> taking care of patients and learning the skill sets of surgery and, and patient care in the office and bedside manner. Those jobs include um, spending time traveling and giving talks and developing your reputation footprint so that when you say you've trained with somebody, it opens up some doors for you. And Jerry did that very kindly for me. And, and so, you know, I, I can say I've trained with Jerry Williams. And um, a lot of times I don't have to say too much more after that. And, you know, that's part of the beauty of, of the, the amazing fellowships that we have around the country. Um, these uh, co-fellowship um, uh, <clears throat> mentees are such amazing people, so well-respected. We have such a uh, uh, collegial relationship in, in the society that we, we talk to one another. Um, and obviously, working hard and doing a good job and doing good work and, and being, a, just like Ron said, a leader in your community from a clinical perspective, and providing a community with excellence, that goes a long way. And the letters are reviewed very carefully, and the wording in those letters is reviewed very carefully as well. Um, it goes a long way when somebody uh, in sort of the senior level of the, the society writes a letter for somebody and it's, you know, best I've ever seen or among the best I've ever trained. Uh, that means a lot. And so, it, it you know, you know, there's there are no shortcuts. It's it's hard work and, uh, um, you know, uh, as, as, as Ron would attest, I think uh, everyone knows that the – the secret formula is, is being available and capable and showing up and and um, being committed. Now that's a great point, Joe. I, I think Joe brought up the idea of letters, you know, um, without without uh, being overt, we can share with you. There are some people who get letters to come through and they're lukewarm. You know, I, I, I mean, it seems obvious, but you, 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 as, as a young person or a person who's trying to get into any organization, you at least want to pick people who will write letters for you that are, are strong in every way, because we, we do scrutinize the letters themselves. And, and, uh, it, it 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 seems funny that I would have to say something so obvious, but we have seen letters that don't sing the greatest praises of the very person who's attempting to uh, achieve a position in the organization. You know. Well, um, I, I I hope you're not describing it the letters you received about Rachel and I. Is there is there anything <laughs> else you guys would want to discuss that you haven't had a chance to mention yet? No, I just think that people now say that they had a chance to train with Joe Abood. <laughs> uh, hopefully one day we'll get in there. But, uh, you know, honestly, it really is it is an honor when, um, you know, you watch your, your mentor, um, Jerry Williams, be uh, <clears throat> sworn in as president, and Charlie Rockwood giving his uh, inauguration speech and tearing up and calling him a son. And those are moments in your life that you'll never forget, and that's what the society really embodies um, sort of a, a friendship, a, bro a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a real society that um, I think <clears throat> spans your entire career and helps you with career development early on, with, um, you know, how to <clears throat> progress and improve in cases, 
how to become more efficient, how to be more uh, improve your your business acumen, uh, how to be politically active, um, and and how to um, at times pass on uh, the leadership reins and know when to transition and not hang on too long. And those are all important aspects of our careers. We're all going to face or have faced those aspects. And I would say, you know, it, 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 um, organizations that rely upon volunteerism, uh, they're they're changing. And so we in the ASCS, we we want to earn the business. Uh, it's a buyer's market out there, so to speak. So candidate members should know that we want to do everything we can to impress and make them feel like the organization is one that Joe described, that a person is so fully committed that they will want to come to every meeting. So we're trying to provide the value to the candidate member as much as the candidate member has to do all these list of things. So uh, please know we want to work hard to, to earn that uh, uh, um, that that uh, uh, dedication, and and we believe that people who are wholly committed will will see the value of, of what we're doing in the ASCS and want to be that kind of member that Joe really nicely described himself to be. Well, we really want to take this opportunity to thank you guys. The theme of this particular podcast with membership and particularly for candidate members is just incredibly timely for both Peter and myself, two of the younger members of the society. And I know we are both, I know I can speak for Peter on this, we're both super grateful for the opportunity to participate in this podcast and have the opportunity to get to speak with people just like both of you, the leaders in our field and the leaders of the society. So thank you both very much for spending the time with us on this podcast. That's about all the time we have for this one. Um, and so for Peter Chalmers, I'm Rachel Frank, and we want to thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much.